We have so many stories in our lives, but our stories are not always heard. On the Hear My True Story podcast, we tell our own true stories. Before the white car backed, our head teacher had scattered. Looking at him, I could only see his tie that was flying backwards, waving at us, and he disappeared in thin air. I want to share my life story. I want to share my voice with the people because I know that uh, just a small joke I can tell through this, this podcast, it will make someone smile. When you ask me what I fear most in life, I would definitely respond to you and say it's fear itself. We are fighting for togetherness. We are fighting for equal rights. We are fighting to end injustice. You don't have to be a storyteller or writer because, guess what? Life writes the best stories. Hear my true stories. This is your favorite time of the week with your number one, one podcast. Hear my true stories. Yes, uh, our dear listener, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us again on this wonderful podcast. It is your host, Otako. Yes, with our guest, we continue our conversation from our previous conversation when we, we talked much about human trafficking and how she's managed to survive being in the chain of human trafficking. And then now she's a survivor and trying to use her skills, our artistic work to fight human trafficking and to raise awareness about the issue of human trafficking in Uganda and how it happens and how young girls and boys end up into the Arab countries, the United Arab Emirates, maybe Oman, wherever, you know, Qatar, wherever that is the, in the Middle East. And they end up there to work within the kafala system. Some of them don't know that they're ending up to be, uh, to be trafficked in these areas. But now, this week we continue with our conversation. We want to go deep into understanding how is the issue of human trafficking in Uganda or in East Africa, what makes it to be so much increasing every day and then. This week's special guest on your favorite podcast. Hear my true story. So our dear guest, maybe can you maybe introduce yourself again for our dear listeners to get to know who you, who you are, who is behind the computer, who is behind the the microphone. Oh, thank you so much. Once again, my name is Nagire Joanita Joshira. I'm a survivor of human trafficking. I'm an activist against human trafficking. I'm an artist, uh, mostly a filmmaker. Yeah. I love a just society. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing this wonderful introduction of you. Uh, I want to ask you a clear question. How is human trafficking a big issue in Uganda or in East Africa? Uh, human trafficking in Uganda and East Africa at large, especially Uganda and Kenya, we are at a very, very high percentage. I think uh, for uh, the, the last time uh, we had a publication 
almost um, almost a thousand girls were trafficked per week. You can imagine only girls because we uh, we we were concentrating so much on uh, on domestic workers. Almost a hundred, sorry, a thousand of these people leave the country every week to go and look for what they call greener pastures in the houses of these Arabs. As well as we are having people, uh, girls coming back as dead bodies, as well as others coming back as uh, broken souls, as well as others coming back in the middle of not knowing where they are coming from and where they are going. So our statistics are so high, very, very high, that we need to put in more efforts when it comes to fighting this this vice of human trafficking. Mm. Um, actually, I think in Africa, when it comes to labor externalization, this I put it in quotes, especially when it comes to domestic workers. I think Uganda, Uganda is, is, a, is far above our fight. There are many people who have come out to fight, but again, there are so many people in power who are fighting the people who are fighting for, who are fighting against trafficking. So that is the danger we are in. You live your life in the middle of today I will be alive tomorrow. I might lose my life. Today I will receive a phone call that will tell me to back off. And tomorrow I will receive a phone call that will tell me if you don't back off, you will lose your life. But then because mm. I have... I mean, I have seen death. That's what I, I always tell this. I have seen death. There is literally a thin line of the most dangerous things that I have not seen as a victim of trafficking. Mm. So in most cases, I tell people that I'm just alive by chance. Mm. If God decided to give me this second chance, I was away in a foreign land and I lost my breath. I felt, I felt like I died. Now, I don't, I don't understand when someone calls me and tells me you will lose your life. I mean, I lost my life. I lost my life years back. Mm. I lost my life many, many years back when I was still a victim of human trafficking. I'm just regaining my life. And someone telling me that I will lose my life, I feel like they even don't know what they're talking about because the life you're threatening to, lose, to, to make me lose, I lost it when, first of all, I was trafficked. So mm. I'm trying to see that no one else loses their life. Because I'm telling you, Otako, I will never gain my full life 
I accepted it. That is why I decided to become an activist. Because I know even if I sit down and frown, there are a few things that I will never bring back on myself. So I decided to confront that thing that brought fears in my life. Because if you don't confront your monster, it will swallow you. So that's, that's how bad human trafficking is in Uganda. And the sad thing is that many people, mm. even in big offices, they actually don't know that this what is happening is trafficking. Mm. They don't. That is the sad part of it. They don't know. Many people are not aware of human mm. trafficking. They don't know anything. When you tell them what these people are doing is human trafficking, they'd be like, no, 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 they are helping our girls to get jobs. But under which conditions? Mm. One of the emphasis of, uh, part of the emphasis of the definition of human trafficking is exploitation. There is a 100% exploitation in this current labor externalization that makes it a hundred percent human mm. trafficking yeah. so uganda is at a very very high risk when it comes to human trafficking mm. even 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 um uh what we call uh apart from cross-border but internal trafficking is also high. You can imagine. <laughs> we, we one one time we were on at almost sixty percent internal trafficking. Can you imagine within Uganda trafficking one uh, person from let me say from north to Kampala, and we were at almost sixty percent. So trafficking is a very big industry in uganda that needs to be cut down so um when you say that i bring it, this makes me to ask another question yeah uh, what has the ugandan what measures are there that are put in place by the ugandan government to 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 know to to, to to end this this human trafficking from not from happening within the ugandan communities um the government uh Recently, I think it was this year. Yes, this year the Minister of Labor went to Saudi Arabia to see the situation because, you know, the noise was too much in the media. And uh, the minister went to to see the condition of Ugandans uh, in these Arab countries. And she gave a report that... Uh, those who are those who mostly face problems are those who are, who go who don't go through registered companies otherwise uh, there is nothing wrong with externalization of labor and then i think it was after uh, one week after or a month I'm not very sure about that, but I think it was either one week or one month. Uh, one of the MPs 
uh, left Uganda on a mission to do the same because uh, he's a shadow minister for the opposition. And then he ended up revealing to the world that actually there are thousands of Ugandans who live on the streets of these Arab countries who are stuck houses who are stuck in warehouses, hundreds and thousands of them, they want to come back home, but they, some of them are in prison, most of them are suffering, and then uh, this really uh, brought a lot of chaos. So the government uh, promised to do subsidization on the transportation of these Ugandans through the Ugandan airlines to bring them back home. And now, another thing that they are doing, they are saying that they are following these companies, giving, uh, giving them restrictions uh, as they are taking yeah. uh, people abroad. And also, they are saying that do they are trying so much to see that every company that externalizes labor mm. is registered. And also, they are being uh, they are trying to to have uh, dialogue with people into advocacy uh, to see where and how they can do changes in order to protect the Ugandans. But mm. as an advocate against human trafficking, I would love to tell the government of Uganda that as long as you are still defending the fact that you have registered companies, you are totally doing a lot of nothing. Mm. If you cannot accept that these companies, so-called registered companies, are selling Ugandans, then you are doing a lot of nothing even if you register everyone, even if you do what, you are doing a lot of nothing. Mm. Yes, and that is my stand, mm. and I will not eat my words. As long as the government does not care to make strict regulations between them and the countries that are receiving our people mm. to kill laws, bad laws, dehumanizing laws like the kafala system, the government is totally doing a lot of nothing. Mm. Okay, thank you so yes. much for your statement about that, that the government is doing a lot of nothing to say that this yes. issue of human trafficking, of taking externalization of labor and girls and boys end up into a kafala system where they are enslaved are dehumanized yes. as just like you said. Then they are doing yes. nothing. Make sure to leave a review. This makes our day and fuels future episodes. Hear my true story. Anyway, uh, that brings another question. You are an activist. You work. You raise awareness. You talk about this. Are you at any point anywhere supported by the state funds or sponsors to, to see that this thing reaches people to understand as a, an activist for human trafficking, fighting human trafficking, are there any resources that you get from the state or from donors or do you do it from your personal resources? Uh, my answer is no. I don't get any funds from anyone. I do it 
on a personal level. I do it as a person. I, the only thing I do is if something involves uh, facilitation and I don't have this money and this person really needs to be helped, I, I connect these people to these different organizations that I know can help in that area. I volunteer with different organizations mm. that if I have someone who needs help, let me say a survivor or a victim, they, if they need help, I use these connections. How do I get these connections? In most cases, when I tell my story, people pick interest to work with me. So these people who pick interest to work with me are the people who, who always help me work with them so mm. that we can help someone else. But currently, I'm not having any funding. I'm not receiving any funds from anyone. But mm. that cannot put me down. I've been doing this from 2018. I started mm. with Otako. <laughs> mm. Yes. I approached him. I told him about what I know because he was, uh, he was doing a campaign uh, named End Child Trafficking Campaign. Then I got to know that, yes, this is the right person to approach. Because, you know, when you are dealing with human trafficking, you have to be very careful mm. because you might approach someone and this person will end your story or will end your life. So I, I followed what Otaku uh, been, had been doing. So he's the person I approached. And this is where I have to connect with other people through uh, Otako. I got to know other people who are into the same field. So I kept on growing my circle like that. And it's this circle of mine that is helping me help other people. Yeah, that's nice to hear. I'm honored to be part of your story at the end of the day. Yes. You know, I was shocked. You know, because, I'm really grateful. You know, for our dear listeners who don't know, I knew Ndagiri for a long time as an artist. We are always at the Uganda National Culture Center, which is the national theater, yes. when we are doing theater mm-hmm. performances. And I didn't know until when she was lost after some time, and then she came back and she was like, oh, you know what, I, I, I was from a man. I ended up as a, a survivor of human... I, 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 I ended up in human trafficking chains and I couldn't get mm-hmm. back home and now I'm back. I'm a survivor. I need to start my way out. And I was honored to work with you. And it's always a pleasure working with you to raise awareness about human trafficking. Yes, as a person, it's always a pleasure working with you too. And, and as a person, I really feel grateful to having you starting my story, starting my advocacy journey. It is it is really an honor. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, uh, so uh, then I want to ask you another question, my friend, because of time. What are some of your success, yes. successful stories in fighting human trafficking? You can just oh, share. Oh my God. Success stories. First of all, I managed to to get a house and food for, for, for two years. <laughs> 
I I survived in Kampala uh, mm. when I was volunteering with the uh, Omti Creative that is uh, under Otako. I managed to survive. It's not easy to survive in in Kampala. I learned a lot. Uh, that's where my activism started, and uh, different people got to know me. I started going to radios. I started uh, going to schools to communities, uh, telling people about my story. I started uh, uh, healing. I was psychologically hurt so much, and uh, the the platform of advocacy has helped me heal psychologically. Um, Second, I got to connect with uh, many people who have helped me medically, and uh, yeah, at least... I can't say I'm fully fine, but at least I'm better than uh, yesterday. I have uh, successfully um, helped many people come back home. And uh, I have successfully uh, helped many survivors get a startup, a startup capital uh, from... Uh, the people I currently volunteer with. It's a Christian organization called John Paul II Justice and Peace Center. I have successfully uh, seen my fellow survivors' lives changing to better and standing firm with their own businesses, which is really great. I have... uh, I successfully with uh, JP2 and the Catholic community and the inter- interreligious council, we successfully held the f- first ever national prayer against human trafficking in the Kololo independence grounds. And all religious affiliations in Uganda were present and we prayed in all different types of uh, languages and religions, which was, a, it is actually one of my best moments in life. And uh, I know from that day, because I have seen it from that day, a lot of changes have been made. I don't know which religion God had, but <laughs> probably a certain religion prayed well and really God had. And, um, Another success story is that I have made uh, a documentary out of uh, uh, human tra- out of our stories with my fellow survivors, and this documentary earned me an invitation to to be one of the delegates at the all the first ever All Africa Youth Congress, organized by the All Africa. Congress of Churches, which was held in Ghana. And uh, the one of the most interesting part of it is that my story was chosen as the best inspirational African mm. youth story. Wow. And that is not something small. That's not small. And I was, I was crowned the best inspirational youth of Africa Wow! in the All-African Youth Congress. I don't take that as something small. 
That's not and something right now, small. Yeah. I'm looking forward to bigger things. I, I am looking forward to a lot. And uh, Otako, soon I will be contacting you for some advice because I think God might be bringing you to where you are, bringing me to where you are for a conference. Wow, that's nice to hear. I'm really excited too. Yes. To get to know much that is happening in your life and what is going on right now. You're really doing a great job mm-hmm. to fight human trafficking. So I want to ask you one question. Yeah. Yes. Our dear listeners, we are really sorry, but we have a lot of background noise, you know, kids playing, which is okay. We, we, we are trying to... Africa. Yeah, we are trying. No, <laughs> children need to play. Children Africa need to is play. like that. Our children are always playing and happy. Yeah, that's the good thing. <laughs> you know, children yeah. need to enjoy and they play. They need to have space yes. where to run upside and down and do everything they need because they learn mm-hmm. through playing. They learn through playing. And me, I encourage yes. you that. Yeah, so for that noise, our dear listeners in the background, please forgive us. We are trying hard to see that you can have a good sound for you. You know, I want to ask you a last question. Yeah. Is there anything yes. you'd like to share about yeah, in your journey of fighting human trafficking that maybe we have not talked about? Okay. Uh, one thing I would share is that uh, I'm looking forward to having this space where I meet survivors, maybe not every day, but I meet survivors and we talk about these things that happen to us. I have that dream. And I also look forward to having a reception center because I have seen Mm. many of these people we have repatriated not being comfortable with other people except myself. Mm. So they be comfortable with me because they know I'm their fellow survivor. So I feel like if I have such a space, such a place where I can receive these people, we can meet as survivors, those who have healed to meet the people with fresh wounds so Mm. that we help them heal. We take them through the drills of healing because I have realized that I've, I've, uh, connected many people to psychiatrists Mm. to have psychological help. But most of them come back to me and they tell me that I feel like he or she cannot understand me. And Mm. then you talk to them. And then within one month, someone tells you, I feel feel like you have done something in my life. I feel Mm. like something better is coming. Because in most cases, I give myself as an example. So I feel like I need that space Mm. where I personally get one-on-one with the survivors or the victims that that are into uh, into the conflict of trafficking. Okay. And I'm looking forward to doing more Mm. about that. And I've I looking forward to giving love to the survivors because most of us come back with a very low self-esteem and we need someone to bring back this esteem 
back into our lives. And I feel like I can do this because I am one of them and I understand them. And I know if we come together as a people, we can avoid re-trafficking because some of these people get more frustrated when they come back here and they end up being re-trafficked and then some of them end up losing their lives in the course of being re-trafficked. So these are the things I I envision. Hmm. So um, yes. I really hope that you really get these dreams that you envision that you would like to one day to do and maybe to put a space for survivors, a center where they can yeah. only share their own stories freely. Yes. Uh, so for anyone listening to this podcast that maybe you know a survivor or maybe you know uh, someone already in the trafficking chain that is already trapped there as a victim within those Arab countries that are really using the kafala system to dehumanize Africans or people from the global south who work there as those so-called housemaids and that. How can they reach you? How can they find help if they hear this and they're like, no, let me contact Indagire. How can they reach you? Okay. Uh, my Facebook is Indagire uh, Joanita Josh. I don't know. I, can I spell Ndagire for you? And I can put the Facebook okay. links on okay, the yes. description My of the Facebook podcast. My Facebook is Ndagire Joanita Josh. I don't use Instagram so much. Uh, rather, I use Twitter. My Twitter is at Ndagire JJ Writer one, Write One, not Writer, Write One. And then they can always reach me on my mobile phone number. Uh, it is always open for for people who need help. Uh, it is plus two five six seven zero five five nine two eight three nine. I can do my best to to help. Yeah. So uh, yes. our dear listeners, anyway. or those who those who know Otako, please you can also contact Otako because Otako can get me anytime. Yeah. We are in contact. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. So our dear listeners, what we shall do, we shall put details for getting in touch with Joan Indagile in our description of the podcast. You can definitely reach her if you are you know someone, maybe if you are a victim of human trafficking, you are somewhere within Uganda or maybe East Africa, and you want to network with other survivors of human trafficking, you can definitely get in touch with her. Or maybe you are an organization, maybe you are a donning agents and you want to support survivors of human trafficking to fight human trafficking within Uganda in East Africa, yes, please feel free to reach the great Joan. The details are on this podcast in the description. And thank you so much, our dear listeners. And I would like to ask Joan to say bye if she has anything to say. I would like ask her to say bye to the listeners before we close the conversation. Thank you so much uh, uh, for having me here. It is uh, very, very good for me to speak to the world about human trafficking and tell the world about, about my story because I know my story can save someone out, out there. 
Thank you so much for to everyone who supports uh, the activists against human trafficking out there. And I will soon upload my documentary. And uh, whoever uh, has something, they can donate because I want uh, to put it for donation so that the survivors in that in that documentary can get something out of it. You know, we we are artists, but we, I, I would like to use art for advocacy, but also as a way of uh, getting something for the survivors. Because I don't believe in being a person who will, who will sit home and then wait for someone to give me something. I want to give something so that someone can give me something. That is the life of an artist, you know. Mm. Yes. Yeah, thank you so much for that. And our dear listeners, um, if you want to watch the documentary about survivors of human trafficking in Uganda, yes, I'll get you in touch with Joan and maybe you can have a conversation per email and that and get yourself a copy to see what really happens. Yeah. So um, before we, we close, we shall be going on to our next conversation where we shall talk about human trafficking with Joan, but how she is using art to really tell the stories of human trafficking. We not only have voices for a podcast, but also faces for YouTube. Don't miss your next episode. Hear my true story. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Music by Edwin Matovo, hosted and produced by Otako. Subscribe to our podcast for more stories and visit us on our website, hearmytruestory.com for more stories. All the links are listed in the show notes of this podcast.